Welcome to the Fit for Tomorrow podcast. I'm Dr. Nick Sanders, physical therapist, and together I hope we can explore the best ways to stay fit, healthy, and active as busy adults. We all have a lot on our plate. So what is the most efficient way to exercise, eat, sleep, and train in order to continue to do the activities we love well into our future? I hope you enjoy this week's episode. All right, guys, I'm excited to, uh, today to talk with Ben Rossi of ATP in, in Motion. Uh, ATP, or Ability to Perform, uh, is more of the personal training fitness side, where they're working with athletes and competitors and uh, you know, just people looking to get better every day, um, which, is, which is their motto. And then also with In Motion, uh, Ben is one of the founding members of In Motion, and I'm going to let him kind of explain more about what In Motion is and, and his role with In Motion. Um, but, you know, I've worked with Ben now for a few years. Uh, he was gracious enough to kind of house us at uh, ATP in, in Warrensville Heights for our PT clinic. And I've gotten to know him very well and uh, excited to talk with him about what he's doing with his athletes and with people with Parkinson's disease and, and kind of how that those worlds blend. So, Ben, what's going on? How you doing, Nick? Thanks for having me, man. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we made this work. So tell us a little bit about In Motion. What is In Motion and, you know, what, what is the... The purpose in motion side sure thing so so as you mentioned i am a chief program officer and founding member of in motion and in motion is a uh, it's truly a holistic center of excellence for people living with parkinson's disease in the, in the greater cleveland area um, it, it is a complete wellness center uh, meaning that we offer services um, from wellness to healing arts to support and education and, and serve over 11, a population of about 1100 people with parkinson's um, and all services are free of charge at InMotion. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization that we founded, I think we're pushing almost seven years now. Uh, so we're super excited about it. It was a, uh, it's a, it's a neat opportunity. And I'll, I'll continue on with this a bit. Um, I learned a lot about getting into the, the Parkinson's side of this world um, from a longtime client of mine um, and some work I did with the Wounded Warrior Project early on. I had the opportunity to work with a gentleman by the name of Sergeant Siobhan Phillips. And, and he was, unfortunately, his team rolled over a, a roadside bomb in Iraq. And uh, he, I ended up working with him for about three years. And this is a, a gentleman that was wheelchair bound, feeding tube, breathing tube. And it really uh, uh, took me in a different direction in my career in terms of, of developing a different form of passion to work with people. Um, and around the same time, a longtime client of mine and late founder, Lee Handel of Emotion. Um, was diagnosed with Parkinson's and, and he called me up the day and he said, you know, what do you know about Parkinson's? I've been diagnosed. And I, I said, I have no idea. It's something I've never worked with, but I'm willing to learn. And he goes, well, that's great. Cause uh, I'm sending you Friday, two days from now, from now uh, to Columbus to learn about this new exercise program for Parkinson's. And um, I, I, of course loved it. I went, uh, had no problem going, but it was there that I learned uh, a lot about Parkinson's and the power of exercise for Parkinson's became and how to become a, a community exercise leader for Parkinson's. And um, so I brought it back to ATP and I brought it back to the Mentor Senior Center and five people turned into 30 people before I knew it. And the class was packed to the gills with all walks of life with Parkinson's. Um, and along the same time frame, all this was going on. University Hospitals locally was putting on a boot camp, the first ever boot camp for Parkinson's. And this was, of course, I attended and there was uh, about 200 people that came with Parkinson's. It was the first time that I got to see a community of people with Parkinson's under one roof. Really a lot of light bulb moments like, wow, 
there's a lot more people that deal with this than I thought of. And here I come to find out that there's 35,000 people in Northeast Ohio with this. Um, this boot camp's important because it really was the, the foundation of why we started in motion. And uh, this is a, a boot camp. It's, it's like your normal conference. The morning is PT, OT, neurologist, movement disorder specialist, nutritionist, talking about what's trending with Parkinson's. And the afternoon is breakout sessions, boxing, this delay the disease exercise, um, forms of yoga, dance. And individuals were allowed to participate in certain things. And then four in the afternoon came around and people left. I, you know, and, I, and that was interesting to me because they brought the boxing in from Indianapolis. They brought delayed disease from Columbus. They brought dancing from New York. There was no local programming going on for Parkinson's at this time. And uh, I participated year, again the next year. Pardon me? What year is this? How long ago? Oh, this about 12 years ago now, I'd say okay. it was. Yeah. yeah, about 12 years ago. And um, so, so. I went again the next year. The crowd was larger. It was like 600 people. And again, the same effect. They were still bringing in these people. I had started doing some local programming, but, you know, it wasn't enough. So I reached out to these organizations and, and was able to, to form a, a team of coaches that, and I said, you know, what would it be like to maybe open up something like that here? And um, and Lee Handel, lately Handel, the late Alan Goldberg, Dr. Karen Jaffe, and Dr. David Riley, there's five of us as founders. Um, we we just developed a vision to go after this and to start something that was free of charge for individuals with PD because we didn't want there to be any barriers to, to why you participate or not. I mean, fortunately, we're in a, a very philanthropic community in Cleveland, so we're so many foundations, Mount Sinai, Cleveland Foundation, and a lot of others in the area, local philanthropists have helped fund our, our, uh, our mission to do this. Um, at our old space, ATP, because now we're in a new one, uh, I was 14,000 square feet and I had trained a landlord and there was uh, all I needed was 7,000 for ATP. And, and, we, and so we put a big wall up between this space. And I really begged her to hang on to it because we had this, this vision of blowing a hole in the wall and starting in motion and creating this community. And uh, long and short is we pulled that off and we're, we're approaching our seventh year of a, just a, a fantastic organization. Uh, we do so many, so many great things at in motion. Um, and, and, and we're really strategic in our approach starting from, from orientation and when we meet our clients. I mean, because I think the biggest thing we've learned since we started in motion is that there's a serious lack of education, almost a disconnect from when you get diagnosis to you, know, you meet a neurologist, you get a diagnosis, and they really don't know what they've been diagnosed with. So we worked really hard on developing a, uh, and we teamed up with a foundation called Davis Finney Foundation to develop a, um, an eight-week curriculum called PD-101, which really it's, takes in clients, takes them, and teaches them how to become a self-advocate for what they've been diagnosed with, from A to Z, from medication to physical wellness to how to talk to your doctor, so on and so forth. And we tie that in conjunction with a foundational level of programming um, so we can really teach you know, about the idea of amplitude and training and, and focus on, on multitasking and working bigger and teaching our mentality so that they can go into our community. Um, so, so I think it's important to note that we, we have been strategic since day one. We've always started a baseline assessment with every person with Parkinson's. We do it a little bit different in a group setting. Um, and then that steers us on a path that, that allows us to, to see valuable results, um, to talk to funders about our results, uh, to keep our, our services free of charge, and then internally allows us as coaches to, to guide them on a specific path and direction that in motion. We have four levels of programming, wheelchair-based, chair-based, 
um, and then on and on. So it goes yellow, green, orange, and blue to the most capable. Um, so, so when they leave this assessment protocol, we're able to insert them in the community so that they can participate in, in great programming. I mentioned the late Alan Goldberg, and he's an important client because he was a gentleman that uh, he had a severe case of Parkinson's, and I worked with him for many, many years. And he would come see us six days a week, whether working with me or doing a boxing program. Uh, he would start every morning in a mindfulness type practice. He would come see myself or the boxing coach, and then he would go home. And this is a gentleman, wheelchair bound, very dyskinetic, would literally sit post-exercise in front of a canvas and paint these beautiful paintings. And they literally lined the halls of emotion. And um, it was that as the program officer, I really took that to heart. And so, well, you know, I should be able to offer that style of training to everybody that walks through our doors, no matter what level they are at. So we go from assessment, we focus on expressive movement-based classes. That is like your mindfulness practice, your dance, your Tai Chi, you participate in strength, performance, power. That's our better everyday program or boxing program or our spinning type program. And then we get into creative arts and creative thinking where they can participate in handwriting or um, do some type of art class or, or dance, uh, drumming, singing, that type of stuff. Uh, really, really terrific stuff. We also offer support and education. And the idea was to be as complete as possible to really meet people with Parkinson's head on. Um, really, really a terrific organization. Um, I think one more piece, if I could add it to it, Nick, was I'd like to read something to you uh, that, that is, is really how we motivate someone with Parkinson's at in motion. Um, and this is something that I wrote to my coaches, and it's a culmination of a lot of stuff that speaks to our mentality, what we look at, and, and so on and so forth. So if, I, if you don't mind, sure. um, our, our approach to a person with living with PD is much different than you might expect. Catering to the disease as a coach is an art form in itself. It's not a pat on the back, feel sorry for you mentality. We focus on a 212 degree mentality. And that is at 211 degrees, water's hot, but at 212 degrees, water boils. And the water boils, it produces steam. And steam can power a locomotive. Just one degree difference can create so much change. And uh, the same goes for a person with Parkinson's. It's essential to develop a 1% better everyday mentality, to wake up with the thought of doing more today than you did yesterday, just a little bit more. As a coach, we instill into them the value in the words of, it's like our mantra, good, better, best, never let it rest. Your good is better and your better is best. Um, that's essential. We live and die by this, that in motion. It is empowering, and every person who steps through our doors wears that as a patch on their sleeve as armor. And as each person begins to believe this, it starts to become contagious, and that's how our tribe grows. Our goal is to teach our clients to leave stigma at the door because there's a lot of stigma attached to Parkinson's, which is why we wanted to. to attach ATP and emotion together. So general population athletes can be training at the same time that someone with Parkinson's is in the room. We help them realize they need to embrace their situation and not hide from it. We help them understand that they're in control and need to take charge of making a difference in themselves. And we te teach them to, that they have a choice either to be a worrier with this or to be a warrior. And when a community of warriors comes together, a powerful tribe develops. And a pack of driven individuals creates a can-do mentality that is unstoppable against our isolating disease. So being in the trenches, trenches together forms a bond that can't be broken. Surrounding themselves with peers in emotion who are fighting Parkinson's every day helps them to set their symptoms aside, curb their depression, focus on friendships, relationship building, and importantly, communication. But, but it really offers them truly a, a safe place to land, uh, which is just unheard of. And, and you know, emotion is truly one of a kind. 
it, it is a facility that I, I've traveled the world. I've been to, to Japan for conferences. Um, I work with people around the world on a daily basis trying to figure this out. And people want to know how to bring in motion to where they are because it's just one of a kind. Um, and we're proud of it. We're damn proud of it. For sure. Yeah, man. There, I mean, there's just so many great things you said in, in that statement. Um, the first thing you mentioned was trying to, to create an environment where they became their own advocate. Yes. And, and I thought that was very interesting. I, I just filmed an episode with Caitlin Glenn, a physical therapist friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about just people with pain and, and how important that is to kind of take control of your situation and make sure you find the right people. And the fact that you started with that, you know, and somebody that gets a diagnosis like Parkinson's disease, right? I mean, that can be a, that can be a big, uh, it can impact somebody a lot of different ways. So to start off with this idea of, Hey, become your own advocate. I I think that's just so cool. Uh, how do you guys emphasize that? Like what is an onboarding? What are the on, you mentioned some of the physical fitness tests that you guys have. What's an onboarding session for somebody with Parkinson's disease when they walk in the door, what are some of the things you're looking for right away? And, and, uh, whether that's emotional, cognitive, or, or physical? Well, that's a terrific question. And that's why, you know, we don't essentially know that from the get-go. We have to help them. We have to help understand each other. They, they like I said, start from that orientation where we take them through, you know, this is in motion, they get a tour, so on and so forth. But it's those, it's the PD one-on-one where we start to deep dive and, and we learn more about them individually. This is a small group environment where there's 12 individuals with Parkinson's and we begin to share a discussion of, of what we're experiencing versus what they're experiencing. And it becomes a, uh, they're helping each other out to understand the disease. So it's not that we see it immediately. What, what, you see the physical signs of it. Are you someone with a walker, a wheelchair? Are you able to move on your own, you know, that without assistance or a care partner? These are things that we see right away. But you don't know enough about someone's psyche until you actually deep dive into it. And that's why we learn this as we go. We started this, we're, we're starting our seventh year. and we're, we're about three years in on this PD 101 approach. It took time to really to, to, to see how we could meet people head on so that we could learn and deep dive more into these issues and truly help them understand, yes, you need to become a self-advocate and you need to develop self-efficacy, which is why we tied in the, the physical component of it and teach you how to exercise and have the belief that you can be that get better by doing certain exercises. So maybe that's my best answer for that. Yeah, no, I mean <clears> – <throat> I think that's a, it's a challenging uh, endeavor to, to figure out where that person's psyche is right. without you know, one-on-one consult and all that other kind of stuff in, in the group settings that you guys are doing it. And, and I've been seeing, you know, kind of one-off seeing what you guys do. Sure. And um, I know about the physical benefits of exercise and balance training and Parkinson's and, uh, you know, from the rehab stuff that I've done over the years, you know, I'm very aware of the, the physical benefits of exercise. But the coolest thing that, that I take in when I see a part in one of the in motions classes is the community that you're, that you're referencing. Um, yeah. Everybody knows each other. There's smiles and high fives walking in and out of the door. Uh, the breakouts, like you guys do like the team, the better everyday breakout. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I miss since COVID, right? Is that you don't have <laughs> well, that. We, you and me both at all of them. Trust me. We, we yeah. miss it so much. And it, it is a big component. And you, you mentioned community. I mean, that is truly our, that's our bread and butter. And I think that's what is a separating factor between maybe a, a boxing class down the street for Parkinson's versus a complete community center where you can get yeah, a soft place to land. You can work together. You can empathize together. You can cry together. You can, and it, it's a, it's an important factor in such an isolating disease that 
And I'm proud that you got to see that. I think that's important and that, that that's a big piece of what we do. Yeah, it's been awesome. In, in the new facility, uh, if we ever get back to in-person stuff, you talk yeah, about a place man. to land. I mean, it is me? beautiful. Uh, it's amazing. When you walk yeah. in, you're just, yeah, you're just wow. You know, there's it's a wild wow factor for sure. And it's going to really open up so many new possibilities. I mean, our original space was quite small, which is why we really needed to use ATP the way we used it. Now we have these gigantic rooms and, and rooms, a healing arts center, a place to do physical wellness, a place for boxing. And we're going to be able to see more people, you know, get past 1,100 people and really reach that. You know, there's 35,000 people. We're not seeing enough. So the opportunity to run simultaneous classes and to, to do these things is going to be amazing for us for sure. Yeah, and, and I know you guys have done a, a pretty fantastic job of dealing with, you know, the restrictions and, and things that are in place with COVID. Um, <clears throat> you're doing a lot of Zoom classes. A lot of things are online right now. Yeah. What else have you guys done to make adjustments as far as COVID? <laughs> that's, a, that's an awesome question. I mean, because COVID is so, it's such a, a current issue right now, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you look at two things. I, I, I reference two things. You know, when someone hands you lemons, you make lemonade. Or you look at the post-it. And, and this is a, a guy that made glue. A guy that made glue, and he created a glue that wasn't sticky enough. So what did he do? He created post-it notes. And I, I think that it's a... Those two things are awesome. And, and uh, COVID was a, it's truly a, a defining time in terms of character and leadership. And, 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 you know, where do you go? And, and, you know, studying the industry at the time, right when it happened from an ATP standpoint, it was, well, it's just do or die time, you know, sorry. Still there. Yeah. Yeah. The computer just jumped. Okay. Sorry. It won't happen again. Um, and it really, it's, it's do or die time. And, and, and you know, the industry is going to change in a major, major way. And, and how have you prepared yourself to do so? And, and you know, I really met with all of my coaches. And at that time, there was about 15 of us. And, and I ran an independent contractor business. And, and it really, you know, unfortunately, it, it shifted. The entire business shifted. ATP had to shift. And, and, um, and we had to go virtual. And of course, being away for such a long time, we want to thrive. We don't want to fall down. I won't let us fall down. What are we going to do to go on? And, and I encourage my coaches to start reading specific books to learn how to do things. And, and long and short is that we, we, there's now six of us, including you, Nick, that, that have formed this amazing team at ATP. And we are a team now. We're all a part of this together. And we have, we have um, really stepped up to the plate. And, and instead of falling down during the time of COVID, it, it, we seeked out as much opportunity as we could. And not only did we, did we convert all of our clients, you know, that learning curve of getting people to learn how to do Zoom and all that stuff. Not only did we convert our clientele base to Zoom, we have a business all over the country now. I and mean, I, I go from Maine to Boston to Chicago to Florida to New York to Michigan to L.A. I mean, it's crazy what's going on now. And and it's just because you, you, the willingness, that character, that leadership, the, the willingness to step up, try something new, not be afraid to try it, and to take a new direction has really landed us on our feet during this COVID time. Um, you know, in addition to moving the whole company to a new building, you know, from an emotion standpoint, you know, this is a disease that doesn't stop. And and when we shut our doors down, I believe it was March, I don't know, 16th, maybe it was. Um, it was a Friday. And, and I grabbed my coaches and said, you know, this doesn't stop. We can't stop. We have to continue to go where we are. We were seeing about 2,000 class visits a month at that time. Um, and we needed to make sure that we found a level that we can keep our people engaged. So over the weekend, 
I'm not even kidding you. We're talking all these levels of exercise. Every coach, I gave them the, the charge of develop a video. Let's get a video series going. Let's get going. So by Monday, two days later, we had a complete video series for every class that we offered to keep our clients engaged at every level. It was the biggest hustle ever. And uh, that was very successful, but we quickly knew that, you know, we could do the Zoom thing. Let's see if we can pull off Zoom with our, our people with Parkinson's and see what happens. And I'm just proud to say that um, we got our full class schedule on Zoom. Every single class is offered on Zoom. Our attendance is 20 plus per class. And we've seen about 15,000 class visits since COVID-19 started for people with Parkinson's. Now, you miss the community aspect. I mean, we sit and talk. We have a 10-minute discussion before we you know, kick their butts. But, I mean, other than that, it, it, it's, uh, it's been good. It's been a cool challenge, in my opinion. Um, and, and if you could find any positivity out of this time, uh, it, I think it's, it's all of that. I mean, it's being able to take the lead and go and, and find a new direction for a couple organizations has been just, a, just an awesome task. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely changing the game on, on how we're doing things. Um, yeah. But again, it's been really cool just to see how you guys have adapted, um, especially in the in motion side, because that's a population that you would it would be easy to say, "Oh, there's too many hurdles." Right? Like, right. are people able to get on the internet? Are people able to, to do Zoom? And it's a big group. And yeah. um, so, the fact that you guys have done that so successfully is is awesome. Uh, we we went through those hurdles. That's for sure. I'm sure. A lot I'm sure. of phone calls with a lot of people. Right. But we got. We tried, we tried to do Christmas uh, a Christmas gift exchange on Zoom, and it was a disaster. <laughs> and it was eight people. You know, it's, come on. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, you you obviously wear uh, multiple hats uh, in this in this scheme. ATP is uh, more of a what I want to say more of a personal training fitness for, for the adult athlete, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, how do those two, you know, how do those two worlds interact and, and what have you learned from maybe the in motion side that you take into ATP or vice versa? Well, like I said in the beginning, the, the interaction was a key component to, to both facilities. I think it's important to, to, you know, have passion and, and see what goes on in other people's lives in terms of Parkinson's. So to, to merge the two environments, was a big factor in the racing stigma with that and, and, and to get other people involved. Um, you know, ATP is a little bit different animal and, it, and it, it's a, it, it takes the right mindset and it takes the a specific strategy to, to really operate these two businesses at the same time. Um, you know, we, we really focus a lot on, on readiness at ATP and, and, um, just being able to take on the, the game of life and that type of stuff and, and look at it in terms of that. And you can look at that from an athletic standpoint. You can look at that and relate that to Parkinson's as well. Um, you know, I, I, I started this career as a young man in sports and I played youth sports and baseball and football and became the captain of a mentor high school football team and went on to play college football at Baltimore's College and, um, and even head coached uh, uh, youth sports for about 15 years as my son was growing up and then just really got involved in it. Um, but it was about 12 years into my 24 years that I, I got involved at IMG Academy in Florida. And hopefully I'm not going off task here, but I think it's important to understand, you know, where our mindset comes from at ATP mm -hmm. and uh, being at IMG Academy was, it was a huge, huge piece for me. It was there that I learned, you know, what it takes to, to train athletes at a world-class level. 
and had the opportunity to travel the country and, and run combines with Under Armour and a really cool opportunity. Um, you know, I wasn't a gym owner at that time. I was really a, a, a young trainer that, that spent time going in the, in the schools, talking with kids about childhood obesity, doing vacation prep, wedding prep, working with general population type situation. Um, but I realized after my time there that that if athletes are the most in shape and prepared in the world, you know, both physically and mentally, you know, why can't everyone think that way? Why can't everyone train that way? Why can't more people do this? And this was like before CrossFit came around and some of these things, which I, I love it all. I think it's all important. Um, and then this really became the beginnings of ATP, developing a uh, performance training for all people. And I, I think that's a, a major tagline of who we are. You know, how do you do performance at for for every population? And you know, the essence of our branded ATP is to be prepared. We're always ready. We're ready always. And and, and we look at everyone as an athlete, whether you're someone with Parkinson's or when playing is your sport, kids playing sports, when training is your sport, or when competing is your sport. And uh, you know, really developing and I can do it attitude and and combined with athletic ready body. You know, it gives athletes of all ages and abilities a physical confidence, you know, to, to really take on any, any challenge that life offers them. And, um, I like to say that attitude and mindset are what ignite the discipline to form a new habit. And uh, readiness is, is truly the foundation of living a vibrant life. And, um, and that's how I really approach both businesses um, in terms of, of preparedness, readiness, how to merge communities together. Um, that's really where it comes from. And that, that was the stomping ground and starting point of this whole thing 24 years later, I guess. I mean, obviously it's interesting to see how it's evolved. Oh, that's uh, awesome. From, you know, a high sports level to, uh, to, to, you know, working with more of an adult population, I would say, but I, you know, I was, when we were prepping for this, I was looking at the website, your website and uh, kind of that idea of prepare physically and mentally to take on the game of life was kind yeah. of one of the taglines that I picked up there. And, um, and I love that because that's kind of when I looked at my business, right? How are we going to get people ready to, to do the activities they love? And, and, and in my world, pain is usually what brought them in there. But, you know, you're seeing people at, at different stages. So, uh, but I think the outcome is the same, right? We're trying to prepare oh, people to be ready for whatever. 100%. And, and, and I'm sure that doesn't change a ton if it's somebody with Parkinson's or somebody that just maybe hasn't done things in a while, right? Hasn't No, because people are people. Right. I mean, that's a, if, you, if you dumb everything down and simplify the, the world, it's like this is how people need to think. This is the way it works. And it's, our, it's on us as leaders to really encourage them to, to find this path and offer them direction. And that, that's what we do. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. From a physical like, assessment standpoint, you call your training system balance, BMS, balance, movement, and mm-hmm. strength. What, um, elaborate on that because – I, again, from a rehab physical therapy world, I love it, right? I think those are, you don't have balance, nothing else plays, and, and right. then you can move well, and, and then, you know, endurance capacity. But how do you guys assess that, and, and where did you come up with that? Well, I mean, it really came from, everything kind of stemmed when I did that training at IMG and, and, and other stuff. But, uh, you know, as people participate in our programming, we, we do focus on balance, movement, and strength. And, and it's and all of our, it's a basis of all that we do. Um, obviously following a proper warm-up, doing dynamic-based warm-up, and truly getting the body hot enough so that the body can respond and muscles can respond. Um, we, we, we focus on balance first, and it's really we do it because it's the foundation of all movement. 
and it really you know it contributes to movement efficiency or movement economy. And that movement is a development of like a coordinated body, you know, and, and overall performance-based abilities. And of course, strength is what builds a strong mind and muscle connection. Um, it's really our communication system and our body developing the strength, and that creates the functional movement patterns that we need to do. Um, I look at these synergistically in a way that uh, when they're all combined and these elements are combined, um, that's how a person's ability to perform improves. Simple, really. I mean, they're, they're, they're really, it is the basis of all movement. Um, you know, you asked about assessment and how we go about that. You know, beyond investigation and beyond contracts and waivers and liabilities, of course, we, we believe in static postural assessment. You get in the movement screens, flexibility screens, balance screens, muscle endurance testing. Are there, um, are there any specific screens that you're using? Is it something you guys have created? What are you, what are you looking at? No, it really is that, you know, it, it really follows the ACE protocol and ACSM protocol of assessment. So, no, we're, we're doing a lot of the basic. That part of it is, is, is a lot of the, the stuff and common assessments that you see out there. Um, but the one that we do different is that we have a, we finish our assessment process with our ability to perform challenge. And that is, you know, our training is, it's very endurance based. It's very, it's competition based. It, it really wants you to push to your max. It's super important to us, but to do things the right way. Um, so, so we, we go through about eight different assessments um, at the last point. And this is something that we utilize every few months with our clients. Uh, we start with a pressing overhead squat, which is really your, uh, Mobility and stability, integrated movement type move. Uh, we use a foam balance pad to do some single leg switch stuff for balance. So it's a little more moving balance. Utilize the TRX for an isolated lower body strength. So reverse lunge move, TRX row, TRX press. Um, and then, of course, we get into rotation or axial mobility using a, a rotational medicine ball slam against a wall. We use multi-directional agility as a, as a major, major tool. To see how well people, their, their movement economy, how well can you move and go through hurdles, that type of stuff. Of course, we do a, a field run. And, and these are all about 60 second assessments. So it really pushes you a minute of work. It's pretty tough. Like to see how well you can do, push to the max. And, and again, it's something like I said, we do every few months. And, and we do that because it really ignites competition within yourself. It gives you, we're not just training to train. I mean, yes, when you intake somebody, you're, you learn their goals, you learn a lot about them and where they want to go. But I think it's important for programming to follow along with that in terms of helping them achieve their goal in a way of where, okay, I have a few months now until my next time we're going to go through this. I want to make sure I'm able to kick butt on that. It gives you that, it forces you to be a little more committed, to, to work a little harder, to, to reach those goals the next few months. And we utilize that in motion as well. You know, we, we assess every six months. And as soon as we finish an assessment, I congratulate everybody and say, all right, you have six months to your next assessment. And, and it, it, it's a it's that whole mindset game, and it's really helping them be prepared for the next what's coming next. It, it looks like the combine when you guys are doing the, the assessment. The you said it, man. Could you imagine? Like when I, when I was with UA and we were doing the combines around the country, there was 250 athletes that would come in. And I was always in charge of like integrated movement, you know, rotational T balance and all this. I remember one specific combine, just look, I was coaching up one, assessing him, and I looked over, and there was like, 35 athletes standing in line for me to do, you know, one at a time. You learn so much from that environment. And I think that um, that's a big reason why we can adapt our assessments the way we do, the why we can do group-based assessments within motion. You know, we'll have 20 people assess at a time with a partner. It allows you to work the room differently. And you see you have different eyes when it comes to that. 
that's a big reason why we love to assess. For sure. yeah. But and that assessment process is so important, right? Because it gamifies it a little bit. Like it yeah. gives us the target. It gives you something right. we're looking at. Um, it, it just, I think it's huge to keep keep yourself focused. Uh, oh, yeah, for what, sure. From an ATP standpoint, who's your ideal client? Like, who are you working with mostly? Um, you know, who's who's the who are the people that that look for personal training or, or small group training the most? And, and what's your perfect person? No, that's a that's a great question. And and you know, early on we we were seeing everybody. I mean, I'd have small teams in there, small young athletes coming in, individual type stuff. Uh, we'd even have uh, some more experienced athletes coming in at collegiate level, professional level. Our business has really merged into that that general population where training is their sport. These are the um, maybe avid tennis player group. We have a lot of them. We see a lot of golfers. And we see just our, our you know general population that comes in now and. Um, and we, we do a lot of private. We do a lot of small group. Group sizes that really go from three to six. Um, we see, we definitely all see a handful of those every day. Um, and a lot of private training as well. And uh, but yeah, that's really who our, our major population is right now. Sure. And, I'll, and I'll just say, you know, again, we share, we share a, a space now. And uh, from a COVID standpoint, you guys are so spread. I mean, that the gym is beautiful. It's huge. It's set up in a way that, that everybody's able to really spread out really nicely. Yes. Uh, it's it's been cool to see people in there working out and, and moving. And, um, miss it. And it I seems like it. Very, you know, it's a, it's a very safe environment to, be able to do it. It's a very safe environment. You know, of course, we have our when you walk in the door, we have you can check your temperature when you walk in. There's sanitizer everywhere. Everyone cleans like crazy people in there. We think we lost our uh, our. Uh, thumbprints and everything our fingerprints are gone from wiping machines down too much uh well maybe all, not that, all that cleaning supplies are gone. all that cleaning supply we don't know what it's doing our fingers yet but no um it's a cool environment because yes we do have some people that come in and we all wear masks and so on and so forth but there could be someone working with a client on one side of the gym and then two or three other coaches on a zoom call spread out on the other i mean it's really it's all over the place and it's uh yeah, it just makes for a different kind of camaraderie with your team that's for sure but uh, yeah, we got a nice, safe environment for sure. Love our new home. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and yeah, everybody it's, loves the uh, the wall-mounted thermometer, the forehead thermometers. Oh, it's the best. So yeah, easy. Exactly. Well, I mean, when we first started this. You had to run up to your client, put that thing to their head. You hate. I hated doing it, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now it's so easy. It's so simple. It's like I just and it, it honestly, it's a way for me to know that somebody got there because it beeps. Well, yeah, right. So there I put go. it in my, like, it, when somebody comes in, hey, when you get there, check your temperature, and I hear the beep, and I know, okay, my client's here. Right, they're here. <laughs> if we need to hook a microphone up to that, let me know. A megaphone will project it for you even more. Yeah, we need some kind of Bluetooth <laughs> in my room. Uh, hey, your, your person's here. So. No, man, I, I think this, is, this has been awesome. It's really cool to, um, again, I think it's just cool to see uh, what's happened within motion, even since I've been around. It, I mean, it's just on days when it's, and this is pre COVID, but man, when it's, when it's thumping, man, there's just people oh, everywhere and the energy's crazy. huge. And I, I can't wait to see that energy again, especially in this new building. I mean, it's a hundred percent. It is going to be awesome in that new space. Yes, sir. So as we wrap up, is there anything that, you know, you would want somebody to know, you know, from a personal training standpoint, Hey, even if you don't work with us, here's something that, Man, if you could take up this one habit or pick up this one thing, it would be so huge. Well, I could go a million directions with that, Nick. I mean, I, I think, I mean, well. It could be a whole podcast episode. Itself. Rewind the podcast again and listen to all my stuff about mindset because that's where it starts. And if you're someone that's on the fence or 
get involved in it. Don't, don't be a New Year's resolution person. Get out there and, and develop a mindset to create a lifestyle change for yourself and do things properly. Go from A to Z in your workouts. Don't, don't you know, be complete in your programming, whether you're an, an athlete or what. It's important to, to, to be holistic, to, to train yourself all over, warm up properly, cool down properly, and train safely. Do things right. Don't rush through programming. Learn, learn the, the right techniques. Well. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you have any resources or, or from a mindset standpoint? Because like you said, if the mindset's not right, nothing happens. And, and um, you know, in my, my, just using myself as an example, like life's busy. It's really easy to get distracted or get away from a new, a new habit or a new objective. Uh, do you have any resources or things you recommend or say to people from a mindset coaching standpoint? Well, uh, resources, I uh, could go all over the place. I have some, I love to read. I'm a, so I'm a reading junkie. I don't know how I ever find time, but I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's some great books. The Secret of the World Class is one of my favorite books. Um, the Ooh, Way that, of this it's called The again? Secrets of the World Class, and it really is just deep-rooted mindset. Um, another one is The Way of the Seal by Mark Devine. Navy Seals is something that I've studied quite a bit. Um, and if you want to talk about mindset and grit, um, that's the way to go. That's another great book. It's right here, Grit. The power of passion and perseverance. Um, you become knowledgeable by reading. That's what I do. That's what my claim to fame, man. And I, I, I read like a crazy man. I want to know everything I can. Sure. You know, it's something that I think going through school, I, I read because I had to, right? Like you got to prep for this and you got to have this stuff memorized and, and have this knowledge base and whatever. And I think for many years after school, I wanted nothing to do with recreational reading. I would read, right you know, research articles and I would do things related to my career, but like mindset and job and career, like that kind of reading, I, I wanted nothing to do with, but recently because I drive so much, yeah. I've been doing a lot of audio books. No, that's smart. And like you're saying, once you start, you kind of get addicted to it. Like there's access to people that are, that are super successful. I figured out things. Uh, you just, and you can absorb it through through their their books and uh, no, it's so smart. And if you could focus on on today's youth, or you could focus on upcoming trainers and that and that upcoming fitness professionals, that's the name of the game. There's so many people before you that have done some amazing things. Why wouldn't you want to learn a, a nugget or two from what they have to say and apply it to your life, however may, that may be? And um, and I think that you know, looking at our COVID nineteen time and, and talking about like the post it and that kind of stuff. You know, it's not a means to an end. It's a it's a matter of finding a new direction, right? That's what water does, right? When there's a rock in the way, does it stop at the rock or does it go around it? It flows around it, right? Flow like water, and and that that is that's the way life is. And you know, always seek new paths, always find new journeys, new beginnings. That's the name of the game. You know, that that's a recommendation I give to any young person coming up today for sure. For sure. That, that's awesome, man. I, yeah, I mean, can't say it any better than that. Uh, probably a good way to wrap it up. We'll do another one here. We'll pick another topic. And I can't wait. Another do a deep dive. We got to get some of the coaches from uh, InMotion ATP on here. Yeah, that's a great idea. So we'll, we'll keep great it. Idea. All right, man. So we're going to link people up with InMotion and ATP. Uh, you guys do a pretty good job of uh, posting stuff on social. Uh, obviously, um, InMotion's doing all kinds of things on. Uh, do people, you know, this is a question I should ask you. Is there a yeah. way for people right now uh, to to start with in motion, like obviously you're, you're working with existing clients. Uh, yep. are, new, are you guys bringing new onboarding? New people? We are, we are. Yeah. We just started with 12 new ones yesterday. We, we, when we closed down, we were about one new client a day. 
we had to hold, put a halt on our orientation process until we developed it virtually. And now we're back in full swing about that one new client a day approach. Um, if you're someone that wants to get involved, you go to beinmotion.org. And we will, there's a simple way to get signed up and get started on there for sure. Um, and, and if you're not someone that wants to get involved in emotion, but you're looking for exercise for Parkinson's, that type of stuff, you have full access to all of our videos that are on there, not our Zoom links, but all of our videos uh, to participate in exercise for sure. That's awesome. Neinmotion.org. We'll post that. Uh, we'll post that in the notes as well. And um, and then ATP um, will also share your website for people looking for uh, more active adult fitness kind of stuff. Yes, yes always, sir. Appreciate it. All right, Ben. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Appreciate Thank your you, time. Man. We'll talk all soon. All right. Talk soon. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for enjoying the Fit for Tomorrow podcast. I hope you're able to pick up a few things to help you live and move better. We'd really appreciate a like, share, review, or follow in order to help us continue to grow this podcast and help more people like you looking to feel and move better as active adults. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.